No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. You found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. He follows the philosophy rooted in his tax experience of it's not what you make but what you keep and this focus on tax smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy known as the madrona bundle of services you'll hear brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio from income to taxes and from growth opportunities to long-term security this is your source of comprehensive financial information you'll soon understand why they call it the madrona difference so get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio and welcome to growing your wealth with brian evans Thank you so much, and welcome to Growing Your Wealth, the radio show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers about how to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have some valuable information for you during the coming hour that could change your financial life for the better. My name is Jeff Shade, and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions, but the words of wisdom and solid advice come from the expert Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. How you doing today, Brian? Doing great. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to hear it. As always, hope our listeners are doing well today, too. Hope everybody is having a great spring day here, Brian, and I certainly hope that things are beginning to get back to normal. You know, COVID-19, we seem to be getting through this, and I'm wondering, are investors still scared about their financial future because of COVID-19, or have they really gotten back into that mode of, hey, listen, that's behind us. We're going to begin investing the way that we were investing before all of this happened, or are they still just a little bit cautious, and should you continue to be cautious? cautious, or should you take some element of risk? All of the above, Jeff. Okay. You just nailed it. <laughs> I nailed it again. <laughs> because, yeah, because we're always going to be asking ourselves, you know, well, what's the future hold? Am, am I taking too much risk? Am I taking too little? Should I move my money around? Should I have some diversification? Should I put it all in one thing? I mean, Yes, 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 all of the above. But, you know, at different points of our life, we'll maybe accentuate certain areas. Uh, If you're younger, you'd probably want to take more risk generally than when you're older. But that's not for everybody either. So I think the topic of investing is, you know, thankfully is an ongoing topic. Otherwise, we would have had about three shows and called it quits (laughs) seven years ago. Right. But, But here we are. We're still talking about topics and we're never done. Because the investment markets change, the opportunities change, you change, your situation changes, and we're seeing a lot of change in situations. What I'm seeing a lot of is a lot of my clients that maybe been clients for a while, can we do an updated plan? Because things have changed and generally for the better. And we put a lot of projections in way back when, but they weren't very high. You know, I did that on purpose. And now that things are better, 
I want to see how well, maybe I could spend more or have a different or retire earlier or whatever. And I'm, I'm getting even more and more people reaching out to our firm asking for these plans. They've been hearing us talk about, well, God, I'd love to see kind of a projection in my life and be able to ask all the questions and all the different topics from, you know, the estate plan or trust planning, but real estate and my business and stock markets and life insurance, tax-free income, all that kind of stuff. And they want to have those conversations. So, you know, whereas a couple of years ago, I might get, you know, a couple of week asking for that. Now it looks like a couple of day and which is great because, you know, my staff is, is, you know, they want jobs, you know, right. <laughs> keep, keep busy and, important. and that's better than the alternatives, of course. But uh, yeah, I think this is always something that we'll have to talk about. So hopefully we'll be doing this radio show for years and years and years to come. And it's always something that not only getting a plan, but if you have one done, getting an updated plan, I think, is critical. Brian, the market recently has seen some really upticks there. I know the Dow has broken 34,000, S&P 500, NASDAQ are up. Does this change your strategy at all in terms of investment strategy with the markets being up so much? Uh, no, it really doesn't. Uh, as some people might recall, I wrote an article four and a half years ago for Kiplinger, which said when when the Dow will hit 50,000 and why. And it was just, you know, projecting it out at six to seven percent increase per year. And it would hit 50,000 around the year 2030 based upon my math. So I always thought that I mean, OK, the Dow's not there yet. It's not it's got you know 16,000 more to go or whatever. It'll get there. And so that's part of the plan. And so, well, there's a stock component to my clients' investment portfolios. I probably wouldn't have predicted real estate to go up as much as it did, but it did. So there's another piece of it. Your business might be prospering. Uh, There's another piece of it. You're older than you were, you know, four and a half years ago. So there's another piece. So the tax laws are changing. There's another big piece to all of this, which we'll talk a little bit more about on the show. I had the opportunity to have a congressional meeting last week, and I want to talk about that. But uh, yeah, as these things change and, and your situation changes, I just the fact that the market's going up, that's expected. I mean, that's that's just normal. That's Markets go up over time, not in a straight line ever, but they do go up. So no, I, I wouldn't say that changes anything related to that. It might you know change depending on your age and risk tolerance what percentage you want in the market. You might want to take a little off the table if you're risk averse. But normally, no, I wouldn't say it made a a huge change in our philosophy. Brian, you mentioned risk tolerance there. And I would think that as people get older, their risk tolerance should go down. They're really looking to get into safer investments, things like annuities. They don't want to throw so much out there in the market that they might be able to lose. When someone gets older, is it necessarily the case that their risk tolerance should go down or does maybe a little bit of it go here and maybe a smaller amount go into risky investments? Yeah, that's that's an interesting question because sometimes it does the reverse of what you might think. Because I've had clients that, let's just say they're in their 90s, their risk tolerance goes up. Wow. Because they understand they're not investing for themselves. They got, they're not going to spend any of that money. It's all for the, their next two generations. So since uh, you know they're talking a 25, 30-year portfolio or a 50-year portfolio for their grandkids, all of a sudden, they went from their shorter term to where they're past that. They had so much success financially that they, they're not even investing for themselves. So in that situation, their risk tolerance actually goes up. So they're like, I'm going to take some chances on some things because it's going to my kids and grandkids anyway, and it'll probably work out in the long run. I won't be around to see it, but why not? 
And I'm like, I agree with you. Why not? And so one of my dearest clients of all time, you know, he was around 90. And and uh, if I ever mentioned anything like a, a REIT or annuity or a bond, he'd say, bite your tongue. <laughs> I want it all in the market all the time. Was, and he's he did great. He, he recently passed away and, and his whole life, he just did great. You know, he was kind of my little Warren Buffett guy, you know, it's yeah. invested from the beginning of time and, and just kept going up, up, up and, and to see how successful he was because he never took anything, any risks off the table. And most of his portfolio was, you know, tech stocks and, and all the companies that, that we're all using and love. And he was with them from the early and, and he, he, he taught that to his, his son, who's doing great too. And it's just a wonderful story to see, you know, how well they've done with that and uh, that philosophy of not taking risk off. So sometimes you can absolutely be too risk averse, or even as you get older, that may change to where you are willing to take on more risk rather than less. Brian, I've heard a lot of people say my number one rule is not to lose money, and those people are very risk averse. Have people come to you that have said, hey, listen, I'm really, really conservative. I cannot lose a penny. Are people ever wrong about their risk tolerance? And you've been able to correct them and say, well, actually, you're a little more risk friendly than you thought you were. Well, yeah. I mean, I heard that said and and maybe pointed out, well, no, you were taking some risk. One thing, if, if somebody can't lose any money, then they probably haven't, you know, they're not going to make a lot of money in their lifetime. And so I probably don't even have a lot of those as clients. I, I know I talked to one person once and they, they never became a client because they just didn't have anything because what they'd done is they'd you know, been working someplace for 30 years and they put their money into the cash account all 30 years yeah. and never had any growth. And instead of that 150000 becoming a million, which it easily would have done in the market over 30 years, the 150 became 151 or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. And there was nothing, there wasn't enough to work with. And she was a retirement age. And it just, it was just sad that no one had ever talked to her about taking some risk 30 years ago and, and allowing the markets to do what they do so she could have a, a, a proper retirement. I, I just, I didn't have a solution for her, honestly. And, and even when I started talking about investing, she just, oh, I, I can't do that. Yeah. It's too risky. No, the risk was not investing. So here we got it, we got it all turned around. The risk is not investing long term, not investing. So, I'm not saying for everybody to put all your money into risky investments from day one, but there's more risk in not having a successful retirement by not taking risk than there is by taking risk. So it's kind of backwards, in my opinion, because we just see things go up in value if you properly invest over time. And so take take a shot. You know, if you got your life ahead of you, take a shot at it. Don't don't be so scared that you just bury your your money and, and hope that uh, things will work out. Well, I've heard that cash is king. That's an old saying. But in this case, having all of your investments in cash certainly is not king. And having it in cash, you certainly would be losing a lot of money because inflation, you know, if it runs two, two and 
7.5% over a period of time, that $150,000 just gets worth less and less and less. You're listening to Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. If you have at least $500,000 or more and you're looking to hire a new financial advisor, once again, we invite you to call 844-MADRONA. Kick the tires here at Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. Let the advisors here design a plan for you. If you've already got a plan, chances are they can make it better. If you don't have a plan, there is no cost, there is no obligation to get your first plan here from Madrona. 844-MADRONA is the number to call. You can also request it online from Madrona Financial. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth. Thank you for your time today. We'll take a quick break. Be right back with more of our show after this. Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. This is Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPA and host of the Growing Your Wealth radio show. If you're close to or in retirement and don't have a tax plan, get one. It could mean hundreds of thousands of dollars throughout your retirement. Our country has been spending like never before, and that tax bill is coming. At Madrona Financial Services, we help build tax strategies into retirement and investment plans designed for you to help keep more of your gains. Take action and call us at 844-MADRONA to schedule a retirement tax analysis today. That's 844-MADRONA. After World War II, taxes reached 90% and were as high as 70% in the 80s. Don't be caught off guard. You can retire right and on your terms. Call to schedule a virtual or in-person review. Our number is 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. Don't let the health crisis that began in 2020 become a wealth crisis for you in your retirement. Times like these require a plan and people you can trust by your side. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services has been helping retirees navigate through changing times for more than 30 years. If you're not 100% certain that your current plan is equipped to handle times like these, call Madrona Financial Services right now and Brian will meet with you personally. The number is 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA. But spaces are limited, so call now. The pandemic could likely affect your taxes, Social Security, your investments, your health care, and a lot more. So now isn't the time for guesswork. Call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA. A sound strategy and a team by your side could add hundreds of thousands of dollars or more over your retirement. Call 844-MADRONA right now. That's 844-MADRONA. Or visit online at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now, here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about inflation eating away at your savings. And Brian, inflation has been 2 2.5% ever since you and I have begun talking about inflation. It's been historically low. I remember back in the 70s when it was double-digit inflation. What does it look like in the near future? I know you don't have a crystal ball. We can't tell people exactly what inflation is going to be like. But what is your best guess on inflation rates over the next, let's say, five years or so. Okay, yeah, I, I'll comment on that it's a p- opinion, of course. I think there's a lot of factors that are going to keep it low. One is the federal government's borrowed so much money they have to. I mean, if, if they allow rates to go up, there's going to be heck to pay in their budget because uh, issuing new treasuries will be, the interest rate be so high, it'll use up all of the money they get. So they have to keep it down and, you know, the Fed's going to try and keep it down. 
another factor is that there's so much money in the world that's been created over the last decade that's chasing limited investment options that you know we know that 10-year treasuries around the globe are from negative yields in, in certain countries like Netherlands and Germany to uh, maybe one and a half plus percent in the United States and everything in between. So there's there people are willing to take very low rates on big, you know, trillions of dollars of, of debt. So that tells me it's probably going to be low for a while, too, because of the supply of money out there. So there are reasons why inflation will be kept in check for the most part, uh, I think, for, for some years to come. That I hope so, anyway, because if we get to the point where we have rampant inflation, we're basically, our finances as a country are really in jeopardy because of the amount of national debt. Brian, these days with inflation rates as they are, they've been historically low like this. I know that with putting together financial plans in the past, inflation was a big consideration. But with low inflation rates as they are, is inflation as much a consideration as it used to be? Well, it's, it affects other things. And so uh, financial plans of the past look very different from ones of the present. Uh, what I mean by that is back in oh two thousand mid two thousands, you could put money into a money market and get five six percent at at the brokerage houses. You could get bond yields. You know, you get your five percent bond uh, funds, or if you want to go with a high yield bond fund, you might get ten on those. And so you could you could fund your retirement quite well with the money you'd earn on your CDs, money markets, high yield. Uh, you know a diversified bond fund, that kind of thing. You could fund your retirement. You have $2 million put away, you're getting 5%. Okay, I'm getting hundred grand a year just on my on my yields. This is great. Well, now, not so much the case. We even fixed index annuities back then paid, you know, we used to call them uh, CDs on steroids. Now, uh, as you mentioned during the break, what, what was your term uh, uh, now, Jeff? Well, uh, they're not CDs on steroids anymore. I'm going to say that they're CDs on more performance-enhancing drugs and just trace amounts of that. Yeah, there you go. I, I, I think that's a more accurate. Uh, you know, certainly fixed index annuities just for safe investment purposes I can always find them that uh, exceed the amount you're going to get from a bank CD or money market or or other uh, short-term bond instruments and that kind of thing. And so they still have a place, but the place isn't as good as it was before because they are also kind of tied to bond yields. And so there's limited uh, ways to get decent yields anymore. Well, essentially, it's it's very hard to get get a decent yield, in, in my opinion on anything safe that's that's a, a money type of you know cash investment. And so financial planning has changed. So now, you know, I, I mentioned my example, two million dollars at five percent and you go, okay, that's a hundred grand a year. Well now two million dollars at one percent and you go, well that's twenty grand a year. And ten years ago I was making a hundred grand a year and now we've had inflation, I'm making twenty. Uh, boy, that changed everything. And you're right, it changed everything. So now we have to look at alternatives to that, to have a majority of a person's portfolio if they want to fund a proper retirement. So, Brian, with these return rates being so low, as you said, a percent, two percent, I mean, CDs, money markets, they're not even paying that, are they? Are they around a percent or even less than that these days? Uh, generally, they are. And so now we have to look at other things that are tied to more market. Uh, maybe uh, I used to sell a lot of uh, fixed index annuities for just investment purposes for safe investing because I could you know, generally get a, a nice projected rate of return. It's, it's much lower right now. 
So I'm doing a lot more around the uh, income for life uh, fixed index annuities where you can get a guaranteed uh, cash flow for life. And and generally, I use the ones that have an increase tied to some market measurement that increases that lifetime cash flow. So that I found to be still very effective in these times with really low interest rates. I've talked often about the fixed index universal life fund here. That's another one that can be tied to market returns, not to bond yields as much and can offer cash flow and retirement, monthly cash flow and retirement income tax free permanently, which is awesome because I see tax rates going up. We'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, it's not just inflation going up. It's what about the inflation of tax rates? And that's, I think, even worse. Uh, certainly, I'm using a lot of real estate over the years, whether it's private non-traded real estate investment trusts or my favorite topic of all time, Delaware Statutory Trust, right. DSTs, for people selling their investment real estate tax uh, deferred and putting in a passive real estate that pays a monthly cash flow on that. So there there are absolutely alternatives, but the things have changed. And and what I'm seeing from too many financial advisors out there is they have not changed. They're still stuck in that 60-40-40-60 stock bond split. And, and the bond component just doesn't have the oomph it had 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Yet they're putting out the same tired kind of solutions out there. And if you're listening to this right now and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm one of those tired solutions, <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, applies to my portfolio. might give a, want us to take a look at that and, and offer up a whole bunch of things you probably have never heard of. Brian, speaking of real estate and low interest rates, we know that these days with mortgages sub 3%, real estate has been an integral part of a lot of people's portfolios. I was looking at an article the other day that there are a lot of these young millionaires who have invested in real estate. Because of these interest rates being so low at this point, people who may not have considered real estate in the past, you think they should be taking another look at this? Well, I'm a big fan of owning real estate, and it's just, you know, depending on what your age is, but the first thing, I always encourage people to focus and prioritize your principal residence. Right. Because one of the things about a principal residence versus other investments, I cannot live in my mutual fund, my ETF, my bond, or my annuity. Right. (laughs) I can live in my principal residence. And I will want to live in a principal residence probably for the rest of my life as long as I can walk around on my own. And so that, to me, seems like the most important investment asset someone can have to start with. Now, real estate, I I don't know a lot of people that have not made money on the real estate they invested. I suppose there are times. I I do know a couple that lost money because they, they got in in 07 or something, went went big, and then you know the bottom fell out and they couldn't handle the payments and so forth. So... Yeah, I mean, you can lose money at anything, but generally speaking, people make money on real estate, uh, whether it's uh, you know, something on you know, their principal residence or rental houses or, or active real estate uh, as, a, uh, as a landlord or passive real estate. But there are exceptions to that, of course. But I, I generally think that real estate should be a part of a person's portfolio. And if you're younger, absolutely. If you're handy, absolutely. Maybe you don't want to be a landlord and you want to do passive real estate. That's fine, too. There's there's always something out there. So I I think that's one of the, oh, what do we call it? One of the, the legs to the, the stool. Right. Retirement uh, stool. Real estate would yeah. be one of them. Insurance-based products, whether it's uh, lifetime cash flow annuities or fixed index universal life with tax-free 
cash flow would be another one. Stock market definitely is another one. Your business or your profession is another one. So there's, you know, and, and I, hopefully my clients have a really weird looking stools. You know, they have six or seven. <laughs> so or many legs on legs it, right? To their stool. <laughs> but they're real solid. They look kind of funny, but <laughs> the world's definitely solid. So I'm not sure how good my analogy. The world's heaviest man could sit on that stool, the one that you've designed, you and, and those legs wouldn't break at all. A lot of people have equity in their homes, Brian, would you suggest, or even is it a good idea to even think about maybe taking some of the equity out of their home and investing it into some other property, passive real estate? Well, like every question you've ever asked me in seven years, I'm going to answer it the same way. It, it depends. It depends, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's possible. Generally, no. I don't think it's a great idea because one of the, the things I want to see in my financial plans is that you have a paid-for house upon your retirement. Who wants a mortgage when uh, you're not earning a paycheck anymore? Most people would say, I don't. Uh, not everybody. And you might have enough of a stock portfolio go, well, I can pay a mortgage. No, no problem. Okay. Well, that's different for you. But for most people listening, I would su- suggest that they might want to consider being uh, mortgage-free upon their retirement. I think that's generally uh, good advice. But there are situations where in my own life, I can give this good advice but not follow it. Many times I borrowed equity out of my house, out of my equi- uh, on my uh, HELOC, my home equity line of credit. Uh, whether it was uh, to pay for a couple of adoptions uh, along the way, or invest in my business, or invest in uh, I invested in some rental houses, and that's where I got the down payment temporarily. Often I've invested he- well, I invest very heavily in my business. I think anybody listening knows that. I wouldn't hesitate to take money out of my house because I know investing in my business, investing myself will always pay a much higher yield than anything I'm paying on that home equity line of credit or not. But generally, yes, it does. And that's why I keep doing it. So definitely uh, think twice about pulling money out of your home. But, uh, you know, I'm, I don't really practice what I preach on that one. I've done it many times in my career. It has paid off. Yeah. And therefore, I'm still on the radio talking to everybody seven years later because it has paid off. And our business has grown substantially over that time. And it's certainly been worth doing it for me. So everybody's going to have a different outcome. And that's part of the financial planning process. That's why we can talk about all these different questions. I don't, we don't have a, a set answer. It's like, oh, my flashcard says never take money out of the equity of your house. You know, it's like, well, sometimes you might want to. Yeah. So it uh, depends on, on how that financial plan goes. That's Brian Evans of Adrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth. If you're considering hiring a new financial advisor, you have at least $500,000 to invest. We invite you to call 844-MADRONA and get that complimentary financial plan. No cost, no obligation for that. It's a chance to kick the tires here at Madrona Financial and see if it's a good fit for you. 844-MADRONA, or you can also request that plan from the website, madronafinancial.com. Brian, time for a break. We'll be right back with more of Growing Your Wealth after this. Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss. 2020 has come to an end, and the passing of another year means we get to start fresh and reevaluate our goals. As we enter into 2021, take a moment to reflect back on what mattered most in the past year. It could have been your health, your friends, and most likely, your family. Let the start to 2021 be a call to action to ensure that you have a solid estate and legacy plan in place for your family. 
Call 844-MADRONA to get more information on creating a plan to fit your loved one's needs. At Madrona Financial Services, they believe in creating comprehensive written plans designed to help ensure you never outlive your money and that your plan also reflects the wishes you have for your family. And to make it easy, Madrona Financial Services offers complimentary virtual no-obligation meetings where they'll take the time to discuss your unique goals and financial situation. Leave this past year behind and enter a new one with the confidence that your loved one's future is secure. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. If you have an annuity or are thinking about getting an annuity, do not buy one until you talk to the financial professionals at Madrona Financial Services. Call 844-MADRONA today or visit online at madronafinancial.com for your no-obligation review. You may qualify for an upfront bonus and even guaranteed income growth. While some annuities can help you protect your assets in a volatile market, having the wrong one could cost you thousands. Don't let this happen to you. So if you own an annuity or are thinking about buying one, call the professionals at Madrona Financial Services and they'll explain the different types of annuities, tax truths, what they'll mean to your spouse and heirs, and most of all, how they should fit into your overall portfolio. Call the professionals at Madrona Financial Services now for a no-obligation financial review and find out the truths about your annuities and how they should fit into your retirement income plan. The number to call is 844-MADRONA. That number again is 844-MADRONA or visit online at madronafinancial.com. Prosper with Madrona. You can't build a house with just one tool, and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated, comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona bundle of services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about some of the discussion points from a recent congressional meeting I was able to have. And Brian, one of the first things that I saw upon meeting you here at Madrona Financial Services was a big, nice picture of you in the New York Stock Exchange ringing the bell there. And I know that Mr. Evans has gone to Washington before to try to get them to make it easier for people to invest. So I know that you're involved, very much involved, in helping people with their finances and really getting the country straight here. But you've had a recent experience in Congress. Tell us about this congressional meeting that you had last week. Yeah, it's been, gosh, 10 years since I rang the opening bell, the New York Stock Exchange. I don't know why people ask, was the market up that day? And it was. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we'll get that out of the way right now. I don't know that I had much to do with that. But that was that was quite the experience, getting to ring the bell. And, you know, they had the big breakfast beforehand in their board room that nobody sees with this biggest table I've ever seen in my life. And everything's gold-plated and yeah. such. And it was just kind of interesting uh, experience. And next day, I was my first day ever being interviewed on uh, national TV. It was Fox Business, as I recall. And so that was that was kind of a, a big, just a big week for me. So that was really exciting. And then I did get to go to Capitol Hill, a couple of senators' offices and three House representatives' offices to talk about making uh, investments allowed within retirement plans more accessible mm-hmm. to people at a younger age so they can have more say over how they wanted their uh, money invested instead of having to wait until they leave employment upon their retirement to get into the kinds of investments they want to. And so uh, I did I did notice that there were, were some adjustments after that. And again, I don't know that I had anything to do with it or not, but I guess it didn't hurt. 
Well, this last one was a Zoom meeting. I didn't go to Washington this okay. time. Now they're doing the Zoom meetings congressionally. And I was talking about uh, what I see, the implications, because I own a CPA firm too. What I see, the implications of making some of the changes that are being proposed right now, specifically a massive increase in the capital gains tax tied with the elimination, potential elimination, Section 1031 exchanges for owners of investment real estate. That's interesting because we've long talked about the benefits of a 1031 exchange and capital gains rates going up. And what you're saying is that those two things are endangered in some way? Yeah. President Biden has proposed a massive increase in capital hmm. gains rates, and, and as has Governor Inslee, with a, it's a disguised uh, income tax disguised as an excise tax. Uh, the name was changed to protect the, the not the innocent, but uh, the guilty. Uh, display, the names yeah. were, were changed on what these things are called, which is just a precursor to a, a court. Uh, date where I suspect that the the income tax on capital gains in the state of Washington that is currently unconstitutional will be ruled unconstitutional when it goes to court. But I don't know, you know, because you don't know who the judge is and what their line of thinking is and and how they roll. So it it could go through. And so specifically, the the capital gains rate right now, the top rate is 23.8%. It's the 20% rate plus the 3.8% Obamacare tax. That is projected to go in the state of Washington between Inslee and Biden's proposals from 23.8 up a mere oh, a little bit to 52.4. Wow. Yes, you heard it here. 52.4%. So if you invest in a long-term capital asset and you hold it for a long time and you're getting most of your gains are a result of, frankly, inflation, when you sell it, you get less than half, and the government gets more than half under the current proposals. And I also understand that in addition to the 1031 exchange and the capital gains rates going up, that the step-up in basis is also endangered too, right? Yeah, that's on the chopping block too. Not sure that will get as much oomph, but let's, let's, let's go to Section 1031 exchange. That's been in the tax law over 100 years. It allows people to stay invested in real estate and not be losing to taxes and inflation along the way. They can continue to invest by selling properties and buying up as they go forward. Now, one of the, the big point I wanted to make, and I took it upon myself to talk to my congressman about this, and, and I'm going to encourage people listening. If you feel strongly about this stuff, it's nice to listen to people talk about it on the radio, on your drive, but actually reach out and maybe write something. I've written to Congress. I've talked to Congress. Uh, again, previously I went there, but this on this topic to point out some things I don't think they've considered. So the things that I was uh, pointing out on Section 1031 Exchange is I know my clients, most people that own investment real estate are older. That just is. Uh, It's not 25-year-olds, not 35-year-olds, it's 65-year-olds and 75-year-olds. And 201, just about about 100, as close to 100% as anything, they hate paying income tax. Mm -hmm. Okay. But they will if they have to, if it's at a reasonable rate. Well... If you're going to throw the the new rate to 52.4%, I can pretty much guarantee, I'll I'll put that guarantee right on that box, that they aren't going to sell. They're not going to sell their real estate. They're going to hang on until the day they die and they'll let somebody else figure it out. 
and hopefully they'll they'll get step up in basis upon their death and no one will ever pay that tax but they're not going to they're not going to trigger that gain no one is going to volunteer i say nobody most of, of these clients are not going to volunteer 52.4% on capital gains to state of washington and the federal government they just won't do it and so if you take away section 1031 exchanges there is going to be so few listings of, of houses and, and other real estate. Understand, 40% of all homes in the United States are rentals. And if you dry up that market and there aren't any listings, you think prices are going up now and there's way more buyers and sellers as it is. Wait till you take away Section 1031 exchange. You, you know, they, I know that there are accountants that just sat there and go, oh, well, you know, we have X number of sales. If we go from 23.8 and, and double that tax, we'll get twice as much revenue. I said, oh, you know, hold the presses on that one. Your math is flawed because you thought that you were going to continue to have the same selling activity as you have with half the tax you know, before you doubled the tax. That is not going to happen. You will create a behavioral change by doubling the tax that you haven't considered because people will, this is a voluntary tax. It's volunteered because you decided to sell. If you decide not to sell, you're not going to volunteer the tax. There won't be anything listed. You think prices are bad now? Wait till you take away the inventory. If you're younger listening to this right now, you think, oh, I want to buy a house or buy houses, and you realize, oh, my gosh, inventory is bad enough right now. What if every all these codgers that are you know, 60, 70, 80 years old, guys like me, that aren't going to list anymore, they're just going to hang on to the property so the day they die, younger people aren't going to be able to buy rental houses. They're not going to be able to go in there and fix them. They're going to be owned by 85-year-olds that can't even get out there and look at the house. The right. houses are going to get in disrepair as right, it is. Right. Oh, my gosh, it's going to be a mess. So that was kind of, you know, don't get me going here, Jeff. <laughs> that was what I was talking about, too the congressional office. Well, we've got plenty of time for you to get going here. And yeah, at this point in time, I mean, inventory is very low right now. It's at historical lows. And if it gets even lower, you're right. It's going to be very, very difficult for people to find a home. Brian, we've talked about Delaware statutory trust in this program before. How does the elimination of the 1031 exchange affect those people who are interested in doing a Delaware statutory trust? Well, they took away the 1031s. They can't do them anymore. They can't do new ones. And so that would be devastating. You, you plan on, on doing these your, your whole career. Now, there are ways that the sponsors can get around that. Uh, currently, you, you, you can do, uh, if you can't do a 1031 exchange, they're going to do what's called a Section 721 UPREIT, which will allow conversion uh, into a different formation of ownership, not requiring the, the sale and the fact that you can't do another DST. You, you can hang on to the asset that way. So there is there is uh, something there. Now, a lot of this depends on whether the step-up in basis continues on because most people doing DSTs and 1031s want to pass their assets on to the next generation income tax-free. If you take away the step-up in basis, that's not going to happen. The next generation, when they sell the assets, going to have to pay their up to 52.4% in the state of Washington, or it'd be 43-point-something percent if it's outside the state of Washington, like most DSTs are. But still very high. And so now we got the interplay of the capital gains going up both federally in the state of Washington, the 1031 exchange, whether we can do a Section 721 upreach, and whether you'll have a step-up in basis. And finally, 
who is going to be in charge of Congress and the presidency in four years or eight years? Because from what I'm seeing, that there's such a power grab right now, uh, you know, whether you're Democrat or Republican, you can't deny there is a power grab oh, going yeah. on right now. And the party that's not in the majority, when they get the majority back, and they will someday, they always do, then, boy, there's going to be a heck to pay for, for that. You can see all of this reversed. So now we're dealing with a, another nuance to this is whatever laws I'm looking at now could be reversed. So it may just be a time period where we have really high capital gains. And because of that, I'm encouraging some people, if they don't intend on getting a step up in basis someday, to maybe pay their capital gains right now. Go ahead and trigger those gains right now this year before those higher rates more than double in the state of Washington. Or if you can wait until the next administration gets in charge and you think it's going to flip over, you might want to wait. So, boy, there's a lot going on oh, yeah. in all these topics. But I want to encourage people to reach out to their Congress people and have them start that discussion. So hold on to your seats. It could be a wild ride ahead. If you have questions about the 1031 exchange, capital gains rate, step up in basis, pretty much anything that has to do with your finances, again, this is the place to go to get a complimentary no-cost, no-obligation plan. That is, if you're looking to hire a new financial advisor and you have at least $500,000 or more to invest. That number, 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. And, of course, as always, you can email us and get your plan at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. We'll be right back with more of Growing Your Wealth right after this. Stay with us. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Time for today's edition of Growing Your Wealth, presented by Madrona Financial. Here's Brian Evans. Now, like you, I've been inundated with all kinds of different advertisements about, you know, everybody has something to sell in the financial services arena. Maybe they want to sell gold, so they'll come on, they'll hire Ron Paul or somebody to say, oh, you better panic, put all your money in to gold. But then if you look at the stats, gold has not been a very good place to be for the last five years. Maybe they're going to tell you to panic about the market and put it all into annuities with guaranteed income for life and all this stuff. And that's what I want to talk about today because I'm getting very frustrated listening to the ads, hearing uh, shows, reading on the internet about these people pushing these annuities that pay cash flow for life. There's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong is what they're saying. What they're saying is guaranteed rates of returns of 7 8, 9, 10% with bonuses paid of 7 to 10 to 20%. This is not accurate. There is no investment in this world right now with a guaranteed rate of return of 7%. Rate of return means earnings to me. It means profit. It means I used to have an X amount of principal and the next year I have 7% more than the X amount. That would be a 7% rate of return. What they're talking about is the increases that you would get on an annual or monthly basis if you wait a year and don't take your cash flow for a year. Well, that sounds like I'm just a year older. I'm not getting 7%. The internal rate of return on these is more like 2 to 3%, not 7 So don't buy into the lie that there are guaranteed rates of returns of 7 to 10%. And that was Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Madrona Financial. Investments, retirement, taxes, and legacy. MadronaFinancial.com. Call now and get a copy of Brian's new book, The Little Red Book of Retirement, The Basics of Retirement Investing. 
From taxes to lifestyle tips, you'll gain valuable insights as you plan for retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for your free copy or visit madronafinancial.com. Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about tax maximization strategy. Wow, Brian, I thought it was a it was the American way to try to pay the least in taxes that you possibly could. But if I'm hearing you correctly, Brian, you're saying you're going to be giving us reasons why you want to increase your taxes and also increase your marginal tax bracket. Do tell, Brian, I've got a few more minutes here. Give us some details. Yeah, actually. It is the the goal to decrease your taxes, but you can't do that without increasing them at certain times. If you think your tax rates are going to change, for instance, then you want to volunteer the taxes when they're lower. If you can use money, use time value money, use investing to help you, you maximize or secure more gains, then you want to do that. So we need to look at things not just from a very narrow viewpoint is I need to lower my taxes. I hear that all the time. I need to get my taxes down to zero. Really? Why do you want to earn no money? (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. That's counterintuitive. No, our our goal is to maximize our income and minimize our long-term taxes. Now, sometimes minimizing long-term taxes, as I mentioned in the last segment, let's say that you have a capital asset and you're planning on selling that. Is the goal to get zero income tax? Well, no. The only way to do that is to die, and you get to step up in basis right now, but I don't think dying is a great financial planning tool to use. And so if you're not going to use that one, which I hope you don't, then we're looking at either a max bracket of 23.8 right now or 52.4 next year in the state of Washington if the Inslee tax goes through on the uh, capital gains tax, not an excise tax, as he calls it. It is a capital gains tax. <laughs> yeah. but if that goes through, then 52.4 it could be your maximum rate. I would encourage you to volunteer tax today as opposed to wait a couple of years maybe and, and have to pay uh, more than twice as much tax. Now, another reason you might want to maximize your tax is doing a Roth conversion. You might be in a low bracket year. You retired last year. You might consider doing a Roth conversion and take advantage of the lower brackets, maybe the 12% bracket or even the 22 and 24 because you think future tax brackets for you are going to be much higher. Volunteer the tax now at a lower bracket so that you don't have to pay a much higher bracket in the future. So, Brian, it's pay me now or pay me later. But what you're saying is that even though we're going to pay the tax, what really makes the big difference is when you pay the tax and what the tax rate is when you decide to pay it. Yeah, because it's a moving target because we think tax rates are going to change. Most people would agree with that. They're going to go up. And uh, for most people, maybe not for you, or maybe they're up in certain years and down in certain other years. Like I mentioned in my example, if you're we're looking at a year after you retire, well, maybe you haven't started Social Security and maybe you don't have a pension and you didn't have any wages. What a great year to recognize gains, whether capital gains or Roth conversions. You're paying at the lowest brackets you're going to pay the rest of your life. Go ahead and volunteer that now. I mean, that is absolutely something. I did want to, to, to break off, though, and talk about marginal tax brackets. I, I keep getting this, this question over and over, so obviously I haven't covered it well enough. 
So I want to mention it. What are marginal brackets? So let's say that a married couple makes roughly $104,000. They're going to be taxed at three brackets on that. The first $24,000, their standard deduction is taxed at the zero bracket because they get that deduction. Okay. The next $20,000 or so is taxed at the 10% bracket. So now we got the first forty-four at uh, zero and, and ten, and the money up to the hundred and four, and the next sixty thousand is taxed at twelve percent. But let's say that you had a surprise as December thirtieth, and you were at the casino and you won a two thousand dollar jackpot, and you go, "Oh no, they're issuing me a ten ninety nine for two thousand dollars." It just bumped me into the twenty-two percent bracket. This is the worst thing ever. Why did I win at this casino game? Now I'm at 106,000 instead of 104. I'm in the 22% bracket. This is terrible. No, it's not. It's just the that's in that next bracket that gets taxed at that bracket. So if you're at 104 and your your bracket, you know, your last dollar was taxed at 12%, the next one's at 22. It's just it does not taint the rest of your earnings and make it all at that higher bracket. So if you did win that $2,000 casino win, just that 2000 would be at 22%. Or if you took a job, anything you earn will be at that uh, 22%. So that is at a higher uh, bracket than your average. So everybody has a zero bracket. They have a 10, they have a 12, then they have some at 22, and might have some at 24, then 32, and under new proposals, 39.6, unless it's capital gains, it's even higher, and especially if you're in the state of Washington. So we have lots of brackets, but but don't be alarmed if, if you get into a higher bracket. It's just that, that sliver that's in that bracket that gets taxed at a higher rate. That is an area that I misunderstood too, Brian, until you explained it to me. Like you said, $104,000, your first 24000 is at 0%, but then your next twenty is at 10%, the next sixty is at 22%. And here I thought that if I made $105,000, that all of it was at this higher tax rate, but that's not the case. That's called the marginal tax bracket. Brian, what's interesting to me is that you're a financial advisor here, but you're also talking taxes. I would hazard to say that most people listening to this program today who are not clients of yours, if they ask their financial advisor tax questions, that their advisor more than likely is not going to be able to answer them. Well, legally, they're not supposed to, unless it's just, you know, where's the next bracket or whatever. It's not, you're not supposed to do tax planning unless you're a CPA. And obviously, I've been a CPA since I could walk, I think. (laughs) So it's been 1984, I think I passed the test and officially became a CPA after my two years uh, experience. I had to put in, I think, in 86. So what's that, 35 years? Yeah. uh, yeah. I've been a CPA. And I wasn't just an average CPA (laughs) doing. I did graduate first from my class at Washington State University, and mm-hmm. and uh, I was the guy that was reading the max, Master Tax Guide on vacation every summer, uh, <laughs> year after year after year. I definitely knew I, I needed, to me, I, I'm, I'm rather competitive, too, I, I, I suspect, mm-hmm. and so I wanted to be the best CPA I could be, and, and I certainly worked very hard to do that and became a partner of a CPA firm, uh, relatively young, uh, early 30s, with Bob Bauer there and let me become his partner, thankfully. I really appreciate that, Bob, if you're listening. I guess, boy, I've had uh, quite a good career going here now. And with the three offices that we have, Everett, Bellevue, Tacoma, 30-plus employees, thousands of CPA clients managing uh, over half a billion dollars between the annuities and the stock market and DSTs, passive real estate and all that kind of stuff. So 
come a long way from there. But uh, yeah, you typically can't get your questions answered. Or if you are, maybe not with the experience that a partner of a CPA firm might have. And I think that it's, maybe it's not just the answer, it's the quality of answer. So we try to get very qualitative answers to questions that, you know, when you ask me something, Jeff, I don't just give you a three-word answer. I ramble for at least three minutes. Sure. And, and I love that. And so uh, I want to give you a really <laughs> thorough answer with, with some of the experience that I've had. Brian, I know that you're a CPA. As you said, you've been doing this for a long period of time. You've got a lot of clients here at Madrona Financial, and you do look over all of the plans. You don't do all of the plans. You have financial advisors here who do that. Are many of those financial advisors also CPAs? Yeah, we have a great mix of experience. We have a number of us that are CPAs also, but even the ones that aren't CPAs have full access to my CPA firm. So there's really no difference. And no difference between me delegate because I don't do I don't do tax projections. I delegate that to Stella or Amber or somebody at the firm, and right. and my other advisors would do the exact same thing. So they have full access to my CPA firm. Got uh, CFPs, personal financials, PFSs. That kind of thing. Nick is the most experienced with the real passive real estate and right. tees, and, and you know Andrew worked uh, for a, a large company for many years as an advisor. Uh, Matt and Michael uh, worked for a financial planning uh, division for the local bank for many many years, and we're in charge of that. And and Joel and Christy, of course, long term CPAs at the firm. Myself, the same thing. And and so yeah, we have a wealth of a vast experience between all of us and. Uh, we work together as a team, and then our support staff is second to none with uh, with all the folks there. So we have a great team, and uh, having that CPA firm and the 20-plus employees uh, accessible through that, too, just, just adds to the mix. So I know Bob Bauer listens to this program a lot, and he's probably going, hey, did he mention me? Bob Bauer is still in here, too. <laughs> Bob's still working. No, you bet he's still working, and I'm glad to have him there. He Talk about wealth of experience. Oh, yeah. I sit here and think of my 35 years, I'm like, well, Bob's got even more than that. So yeah. So uh, he's so valuable here, uh, especially for all the CPAs, that when they run into something then that maybe they haven't seen, uh, pretty much guaranteed Bob's seen it. In fact, just this week, I had something extremely complex that even I was going, Huh? I don't know what I think about that, but I know who to ask. I'll That's ask right. Bob. That's right. Uh, Bob's a Bob's a smart guy. He's got great experience, and he's a super super awesome guy. I'm so glad I met him all those years ago, and uh, that's why we're still working together after uh, 30 years. Uh, we've been working together, and and never gotten along better. Well, they're all great people here at Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And Brian, you and Bob, you're sort of the elder statesman here, but you've got a lot of people in this building I'm impressed with every day. You mentioned Stella and Christy and, and Joel. We could just go on and on about the stellar people here at Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. If you're listening to the program today and you would like to avail yourself of those services, if you're looking to hire a new financial advisor and you have at least $500,000 or more to invest, it would be well worth your while to kick the tires here at Madrona Financial Services by calling 844-MADRONA or, of course, you can request your plan at madronafinancial.com. No cost and no obligation. Brian, out of time for this week. want to thank everybody for listening to us. Go out have a great day, won't you? We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of Growing Your Wealth. 
When you need something important done around the house, you call a professional. Why is it when it comes to retirement investments, most people don't know what theirs is built on, or even if it's right for them? Madrona Financial Services is made of a team of professionals that will create a retirement plan as individual as you are and make sure your financial foundation is clear to you every step of the way. Call them today at 844-MADRONA for a no-obligation retirement readiness review. They'll learn about what you want most out of retirement, plus you'll get an investment and retirement analysis and a tax analysis. You've worked hard to earn it and save it. Take the time to have the right professionals help you keep it and grow it. Find a better way at Madrona Financial Services and bring everything together. Call Madrona Financial Services today for your free retirement readiness review at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. The word volatile is rarely used when describing something desirable. It's usually not associated with pleasant outcomes and doesn't sound very appealing unless you're describing a roller coaster or some other thrill ride. And when it comes to your retirement plan, volatile is the last word you want to hear when talking about your nest egg. At Madrona Financial Services, we like to focus on other words when it comes to retirement planning, words like predictability, opportunity, and security. And while we may live in volatile times, there are strategies that you could be using Using right now to lessen or even possibly eliminate its impact on your portfolio. If you're concerned about your exposure to market volatility, call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA to schedule your complimentary review. We'll perform a risk analysis of your current portfolio and then discuss the ways we can help you achieve your retirement goals without taking unnecessary chances with your nest egg. Take back control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA or visit us at Madrona madronafinancial.com. 